Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show. This morning is Jake and... Looking at uh, our sponsors today, we have the Belleville Meat Market, Mainstream Marketing, and Boyd's One Stop. Weather in Galveston, 72 down on the island this morning. We have a clear sky, low of 69, and uh, looks like uh, sunshine and clouds mixed today. Near record high temperatures, high of 81. Winds will be southwest at 10 to 20. They keep calling for that southwest at 10 to 20 the last few days, and I hadn't seen it yet. I don't know. They're just, it is a forecast. They just throw it out there. Tonight, overcast, low of 74, south 5 to 10. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, high near 80. Southeast winds 10 to 20. So, maybe it'll blow if it goes southeast. Who knows? It's just a forecast. I feel stupid reading these off sometimes. They're hardly ever right. (laughs) Anyway. Current conditions right now, uh, it's uh, west-southwest wind at 7 to 9 at the buoy offshore. And at the Galveston Channel, it's west-northwest at 5 to 6. And at Eagle Point, it's west-northwest at 3 to 5. And our tides for today, we have two of them. We're sitting on a high. That occurred at 1.26 a.m. It was a 1.9. Then our daytime tide will be a low at 3.42 p.m., it's an 0.2. Sunrise, 7.24 a.m. Sunset, 6.43 p.m. Moon phase, 34%. All right. Let's run over to Sabine now. Let's check in with Captain Bill Watkins, see what's going on over in his neck of the woods. Good morning, Bill. What's up, man? Hey, man, I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I'm excellent. Don't have an Astros hangover. What a ball game. Goodness <laughs> gracious. That's why you watch baseball. Yeah. Never give up. <clears throat> well, looks like they're going to make it a little bit further. That's good. Well, it's looking pretty good. Down 2-0. Yeah. Now they're up 3-2. We just we have to win one, and the Rangers have to win two. So what a series. <laughs> what a series. Two two great <laughs> ball teams, too, man. The problem is, yeah. is we got to win at home. Yeah, the only, yeah the, like Jake just mentioned, the only problem is we got to win at home. That's exactly right, buddy. Minute Maid South. We're, we're calling uh, 
the Ranger Stadium, Minute Maid North now. <laughs> <laughs> we can win up there. What. Yeah, if you just get it done at home. Yeah. <laughs> what you said a while ago about the weather, I have people call me every once in a while and they say, looks like we're going to have the best weather uh, 30 days ahead. We're going to want to book this day because weather report, long-range weather report is good for that day. And I'm like, you really believe that? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> it, it never is like it says 30 days ahead or 10 days ahead. I, I just, you know, it's going to change somewhat. Yeah, but if they can't forecast it right 12 hours from now, what makes you think they can do it 10, 12 days from now? So that's <laughs> it's kind of laughable, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it is. I, but I just... You know, I'll just go along with it. Okay, well, whatever. Let's let's put that day down and we'll see what happens. And, uh, <laughs> but there's, uh, it's pretty right now. We've had some good weather. It's been really nice. Now, yesterday, yesterday it got really hot again. Man, that that was. Uh, <laughs> it must have been ninety. At least they called for ninety, and I think it got there. But uh, fishing's good. Hey, I ain't complaining. But that last cold front, it, it did flush a bunch of the shrimp out of the mouths of the rivers and out of the bios, right. and they the fish followed them. They're scattered around in the lake now, and the bite in the morning. Is pretty good, and then it's pretty much over. Is what I'm hearing from all the other people that's fishing. You know, you get about nine thirty, ten o'clock, and you might as well go to the bank. Uh, of course, yesterday I did find some at eleven thirty, but you've got you got a problem there with uh, boat traffic. You right, know, there's fish up in the rivers, and uh, if you're sitting where everybody likes to run through all the time, you're selling without a boat coming. Right. And there's crabbers. There's two or three crabbers. And then there's uh, a boat running, going here and going there. And uh, if a bird pops up, you know, they're going to get run over. And so you have to kind of wait until <laughs> everybody quits. And uh, once everybody quits then those fish will show up. And uh, we caught several nice trout and uh, a good redfish, really nice 23-inch redfish. Yesterday, just, um, you know, right there at 11.30. The fish are in, they're in those river channels. They're in mm. the deeper channels everywhere they, they're at. Well, they're but, probably uh, full of shrimp still. Oh, yeah, there's still shrimp in there, too. And maybe they're I setting up for a real cold winter. You just never know with these fish, you know. No, you don't. At, and, uh, uh, this time of year, the, the majority of the fish ought to be in shallow water from what I've seen in the past. Yeah. But uh, it sure is early for them to be setting up in rivers and bayous and creeks and, you know, just deeper guts, deeper, you know, deep water access, close, you know, with shallow water close by. 
You never know, so man. That's hard to I predict. I think that uh, we've got such big rivers over here, and that salt water is way up those rivers. Well, yeah, and you, and those rivers, all they do is create bait. That's where all of our, that's where the nurseries are, is upstream and all the backwaters. That's, right. that's what raises little fish and shrimp and everything else. And hey, these fish go to where the bait is. But having two salty years in a row has really helped things, really has. Yeah, we got so many tons of small fish. If we yeah. just get through two or three more years without any kind of disasters or letdowns, you know, it uh, we're going to bounce back pretty decent, I think. Sure would That's help. my call anyway, because, <laughs> boy, there is yeah. a, man, there's arm loads of little immature, you know, juvenile fish, you know, eight months old, year and a half old. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm seeing. And uh, I mean, I catch, we'll catch one uh, seven, eight inches every once in a while. Yeah, you see that exactly. Well, so hopefully, uh, it's all gonna, it's all gonna improve from here. But uh, did you hear anything on your uh, scoping meeting? Do you know have any buddies that went to that the other night at Sabine, not before last? No, not I have not heard anything about that. And uh, I didn't. I didn't go because uh, I figure, you know, what what they're going to do, they're going to do anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I would, according uh, to people I know, that's kind of got an inside, you know, to this. They they've mentioned that, uh, you know, they uh, the TPNW is. Uh, they're considering a lot of public input on some of the decisions they make, and that's why they're doing this. And they had that uh, email, uh, you know, they sent to everybody, you know, not to everybody, but uh, some select people, what, 7,500 licenses or whatever on a survey and what we'd expect, what we want out of a fishery. And and uh, they did show, they did put up the... Uh, the slot effect, you know, on 17 to 20 inch fish. If uh, you go to that slot 17 to 20 with a three fish limit, it'll increase your biomass by 36 percent. You know, wow. immediately. Yeah, that's that's your spawning <laughs> that's stock biomass. And then, like 17 to 22, they're talking 25 percent. And then uh, 17 to 23 slot, it drops it down to 21, and then 17 to 24, 18 percent. So, you know, a 16 to 20 slot would would have a 28 percent increase, but nothing like that 17 to to 20. Because see, you give those 16s another another year of spawning, which yeah. adds to the to the biomass. So, it's uh. They know, I mean, they. we think we know, which we do. We know a lot about the bay, you know, if you spent your life on it and how what makes it tick and all that. But uh, as far as number crunching and uh, statistics yeah. and and all that and all the variables, TPNW, they've, they've got the numbers. I believe they, they do. Uh, they I'm, do. You know, I'm convinced that the, those numbers are right because – they're able to do that a whole lot better than I am. So maybe that would be uh, maybe that would be the thing to do. But uh, 
I, I, you know, it just depends on uh, how people would respond to that. But hey, you know, I guess you know, and they're 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 good at what they do. Yeah, and, and, and they got most people that that I heard that were at the meeting. They agreed. You know, they were they were in favor of uh, doing whatever they they could do and their power to better the fishery. Yeah. I mean, we, we all want a better fishery. Of course. You know. And then there, yeah. and then you got some that they don't care either way. They don't care. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, they don't, they don't even think about that much. And then you got Louisiana, which, uh, you know, they're about, they got biologists that know stuff, too. Yeah, they they do. They they got some smart people over there too. Yeah, they do. Here's what I never understood. Louisiana says that a trout meet, uh, reaches spawning maturity at 12 inches long, and TPNW says 14. <laughs> We're right next door to each other. I don't understand that theory right there. <laughs> yeah, but I've never I've never cleaned any 12 inch trout, so I don't know if they got eggs in them or not. You know. Uh, yeah, sometimes they do. See, well, there you go. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> sometimes they do, but uh, you know they they probably should up that number a little bit. I mean, what was really, that one one uh, measurement they were considering going 13 to thirteen and, and a half? <laughs> Where'd that half just, inch come just, from? Come on, let's man. Let's just do fourteen. <laughs> let's just do fourteen. Either make it thirteen or fourteen. They're throwing a half in there. At uh, 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 oh boy. Uh, well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends on how you want to manage your fishery, but uh, right. <laughs> you know, if you want to manage it for numbers or for size or what. Um, you know, but if you cut, if I just know if you cut your limit down on how many you can actually take home, right? It's going to improve. That's going to alone improve the number of fish in your fishery. That's going to improve the biomass a lot too. No doubt. Just don't kill them all. That's it. You know. If you don't need them, don't keep and, them. Yeah. And, you know, that's how I practice it. I, if I go out and fish for myself, I don't keep over, you know, depending on the size of the fish, I don't keep over eight or ten. Uh, and I could actually get by on five trout as far as taking home to eat. Yeah. But here's, a, here's the issue. You're going to spend $100 to go fishing at today's fuel prices. It's going to cost yeah. you at least, at least a hundred bucks to put the boat in the water. Now, obviously if you can afford a hundred thousand dollar boat, maybe you ought to be able to afford a hundred dollars worth of gas to go fishing. You think? But there are, there are times that I would just as soon go to the catfish market down the road here instead of going and spending that $100 and putting wear and tear on my rig just to go catch some fish. Exactly. And it's a whole lot. I tell people all the time, 
it's a whole lot cheaper to go to the catfish market or to the fish market it is. than it is to hire me. Well, add it up by the yeah. price per pound, and, uh, man, you'd be surprised. You better chew slow and enjoy the heck out of it. Let me knock this <laughs> break out, Bill. I'll be right back at you, man. Hang on. All right, you're listening to The Outdoor Show. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. My Maria, don't you know I've come along? Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 418 here in the Bayou City. On a Saturday morning, let's go back and talk some more with Bill Watkins. All right, Bill, we're back, buddy. All right, man, I am here. <laughs> I think I just heard Boo Boo Kitty. <laughs> no, I think that might have been my grandson. He, he oh, was on okay. the computer and they're doing something. I got you. No, the kitty, the kitty has not showed up this afternoon. I mean, this morning she's, uh, but she usually jumps up and walks around on the table in front of me and pushes against me and <laughs> wants to go outside and right. You know, I usually <laughs> meows in my ear. <laughs> uh, that uh, uh, she's a cool kitty though. Uh, I kind of got. I've never been a cat person, but I've kind of got fond of this one. Yeah, she's a. She does some interesting things, and all cats have uh, personalities. They're yeah, cats. Like cats like fishermen. <laughs> yeah, they will rub around on you when you're cleaning them. Oh yeah, purring and but, uh, wanting some more yeah. fillets, rib cages. <laughs> They do like rib cages, that's for sure. But uh, I had a good trip yesterday. Uh, we did actually, we did actually catch some fish, and uh, it was uh, it was a blast. Um, kind of been putting in over at the burned out bridge over in uh, in toward Venton over there in Louisiana, mm-hmm. or old Highway ninety uh, used to cross over into Orange, right. That's uh, you know Interstate Ten. They they finished it in '63, I think, and that eliminated the need for Old Ninety. So they took the bridge out across the Sabine and the Natchez, and uh, they uh, they built a launching ramp right at the end of uh, Old Ninety. It's way out there. You have to go down I Ten and turn back on Toomey Road and go back toward orange and uh it winds up that it's only about oh half a mile where the launching ramp is to right to the middle of the sabine river that comes out the ditch actually comes out right by where the uh the orange uh launching ramp is where they hold the bassmaster tournaments right it's a pretty interesting place there's not much parking down there but it's a very nice launching ramp Mm-hmm. One of the nicest ramps around. I never put in there. No. <laughs> well, I never had either till about five times back. I've, I've been utilizing it a little bit. It's uh, it's not that far from my home. Yeah, and, by the uh, time I got over there, I found the nearest ramp I could and just get in and get on the water and oh, just yeah. ride my boat. Yeah, the Rainbow Marina is probably one of the easiest ones to get to. And... Uh, and it's still you. You can pay three bucks. You know, I don't think they've got a uh, a bait shop open there right now. But uh, 
I think they closed it down, but you can still launch there. You're talking about the one there by the, uh, right the big by the tall bridge, bridge where Esther's used to be? Yeah. Yep, yeah. Right there. That's, that's, uh, people. Yeah, I used to like that. when I fished the top end, that's where I used to like to put in. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty handy, uh, to the top of the lake and you can go up the river or wherever you want to go. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of variables. Uh, you know, a lot of people are, uh, a lot of people in Texas here are, are putting in at various ramps around Cabo, Adams Bio, uh, mm-hmm. Orange Boat Club. There's, there's several places they can launch and, uh, they're doing Texas limits, you know. And that's, that's, that seems to be worked out real well for a lot of people. And there are some Texas side trout out there, you know. But where they wind up fishing Louisiana most of the time, that's that's the funny thing. But that's where the estuary is. Texas built that; they built that uh, rock levee all the way around. You know, probably of twenty five percent of their part of the lake. And of course, then you got ship channel going around, and uh, there's just there's a whole lot more estuary on the Louisiana side. Well, yeah, that's what yeah. makes it. Pleasure Island has it so doesn't have yeah. hardly any estuary to it. It's all coming from the Natchez and Sabine and all that east side. That's just tons of uh, tons of fish growing opportunity there and bait, yeah, and crabs, everything. All, the stuff, all of the stuff that are on that's on the Texas side dumps out into the ship channel mm-hmm. because that's cut away from the lake. So all you all your western estuary dumps out in the ship channel. Texas right. Bio, Keith Lake Fish Pass, uh, all of that estuary over there, which, you know, is pretty good size, uh, but it, it dumps into the ship channel instead of the lake itself. So that's kind of a, I don't know, that's that's a, an okay thing, and it's not an okay thing. It just uh, Well, we got some know, not okay things going on on, on my end, the West End. Chambers County, yeah. Trinity Bay and Tabs Bay, those bays are shrinking by the day with spoil and all the projects and the islands and oh, deep water port now at Cedar Cedar Bayou and you know that's in that's in the mix where they're gonna you know, it's just I can't believe I live long enough to see this big of a change this fast. Yeah. In my fishing grounds up here that I've fished my whole life. It just uh Kind of like that Indian paddling that canoe down the river and all that litter. Remember that litter commercial and he had that tear in yeah. his eye? <laughs> that was a yeah. great commercial. That's that that's basically what we're looking at up my way, and it's it's going. It's not going to help anything. They're trying no. to put positive spin on it. Where you know all these islands, we're going to have hiking and camping and bird watching, and it's going to be great habitat for the birds and the fish and all this stuff. Well, look at the habitat you're destroying to do that. Yeah. It just, but you know, it's yeah. money and commerce. I mean, that's unfortunately, that's where we're at. Money talks and BS walks. Yes, it does. That's how it is. And, uh, you know, they're, they're digging another small pool out there north of the fish, uh, Keith Lake Fish Pass to bank another LNG plant. Yep, and that's what I heard. As soon as they, uh, wow. as soon as they get uh, the 
uh, uh, Golden Pass uh, LNG up and running. I mean, that's a ways down the road, but they've already got their tanks built and all that, and the pool, the spoil pool was built. Uh, as soon as they turn that up and start exporting, it'll be way increased ship traffic. And, you know, they'll wind up wanting to deepen and widen the, the uh, ship channel. And, that, you know, where are they going to put all that spoil? <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's an incredible thing. And then, of course, there's the Ike Dyke, which I uh, heard is going to come all the way to Sabine Pass. So, well, that's the rumor. Yeah, I don't think we'll live long enough to see the completion of that. No, I don't think we'll be here. No. <laughs> uh, might not have to worry about that one. But I, I can't even believe that they closed Rollover Pass. I'm still in shock about that. Yeah, that's... Uh, I don't understand it. Mm, I don't either. That... Uh, that would have been a drop in the bucket to maintain that. Yes. But they they, they went ahead and opened the Packery Channel down south. Yeah, down so south they, they open them up, and up here they close them. Yeah, what, what's that about? <laughs> well, I don't think yeah. the upper Texas coast gets, uh, gets the attention that south of us does as far as environment and fish stocks and everything else. I've seen that. My it whole seems career. that way. It sure does but seem that way. I'll tell you, back before all the the floods and disasters and everything, it was hard to, hard to beat this upper coast fishery. Galveston Bay and Sabine and Calcasieu. There was, oh, uh, it was people it was were good. coming from all over the planet to fish those uh those areas for big trout. We were we were a big trout mecca. I mean, it yeah. was just, I mean, it was guaranteed. I mean, even on a bad day, you were going, you were going to catch you a seven or eight pounder every time I rolled over at Sabine or fish Galveston, you know, considering conditions, Calcasieu. I mean, look at all those years that where all those big fish were caught. And, uh, it'll, it'll come back if we'll let it. We just need, you know uh, what, uh, we just need a good window of, uh, you know, the right, right conditions salinity salinity levels proper and no freezes or any kind of spills or disasters or i mean we've seen it all yeah that's true we have i don't know uh, uh i don't know what else could happen that we haven't seen <laughs> well don't say that too loud we'll see it <laughs> if it can happen it'll happen up here well you know, uh, world events right now, everybody has forgotten how destructive World War II was. And it seems yes. like that uh, they're just hell-bent on blowing us all up. So that, you know, that might be the next thing. Who knows? There's a lot of instability in the world right now and, well, all facets yeah. of our life. Economy. Yeah fishing you know i mean what else but the astros have been winning that's good <laughs> that's a good positive note in the short term the astros are winning <laughs> yeah some great great baseball well uh, 
I'll just leave everybody with a, a pretty good fishing report here. We've got we've got a lot of fish in the lake. They've stretched off down the entire Louisiana shoreline from from the top all the way down to Blue Buck Point. Blue there's Buck a Point. Of, there's a possibility of birds working on that entire stretch. And they may be up against the bank on a high tide, and they're away from the bank on a falling tide. Right. You know, if it flushes, you're going to find them a little further out into the lake. And there's schools of big orange uh, redfish running around out there that are, you know, perfect slot size. Uh, and they're just, they're the prettiest orange things you've ever seen. They're just beautiful. And they'll roll up on the top. You, you're lucky enough to get in a school of those. That's uh, that's fun, and there's a whole lot of trout. Uh, yesterday we, I got a, a school of trout pinned against the shoreline. The tide was up real high, mm-hmm. and then you know two or three little seagulls poking around, and they they lit there on the water a couple times and fluttered. And I eased in there and stuck the power pole down. Had the west wind pushing me right into the bank, just a light west wind. Uh-huh. I had them hemmed in. Katie bought uh, the door. Whacked, you know, we whacked a, a two-man limit right there. So, I mean, you know, Texas limit. And uh, it, it's it's pretty darn good right now. You can catch, you can plan on catching fish. And you just ride around, be observant. And, but they're, in a, they're moving all the time, following the shrimp, wherever the shrimp go. That's where the trout are and the redfish are. So, you know, you just uh, be observant and watch and look, and you're, you can find the fish. And uh, it's been early. It's been shutting off about 930 or so. And uh, then you'll have a secondary bite somewhere during, you know, 1130, 12 o'clock, somewhere yeah. right in there. So if you want to stay out there and, Catch a little sun, you can ride around, still find some more. Burn a little cheap uh, fuel and uh, wait on the afternoon bite. Yeah, and, and actually, bite. the fuel I'm buying that at two dollars and seventy cents a gallon right oh, now. Oh man, I can't even believe that. <laughs> I'm like, how did that happen? Still a dollar a gallon higher than it should be. I promise. Still you. a dollar a gallon higher. Yeah, you're That's right it. about that. All right, buddy. I got to run. If somebody wants to call you, Bill, how do they get a hold of you, man? 409-673-9211. All right, bud. Well, you have a good weekend, Bill. Always enjoy talking to you. Take care, man. All right. You have a good one, too, bud. You too, bud. See you. All right. Well, you know, this week at the Belleville Meat Market, they're double featuring dirty rice pecan smoked sausage and their Texas blend smoked sausage. That's an all-natural smoked sausage. It's entire, inspired by original garlic recipe. You can try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available there in the store. And on special, fresh, never-frozen fryers, three or more, whole uncut, for just $1.29 a pound. And they're now taking orders for their country smoked turkeys. You know, Thanksgiving will be here before you know it, so get your order in now. And custom processing, they do it year-round on pigs and calves. And uh, you can order a half-calf or a hindquarter and have it processed any way you like. And they're wild game processing with deer season going on and coming up, making 
Vinny dogs and hog dogs, homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. You can bring something home from your hunt. The entire family can enjoy all year long. The Belleville's open Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. It is 436 here in the Bayou City. Let's run up to Conroe and check in with the fish, dude. Richard, good morning. How are you, man? You know I'm good. You know I'm good after that wild eighth inning yesterday. That's good stuff, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, I can't believe Dusty got kicked out. <laughs> well, uh, I'm glad but, he, he stood up for the team, and uh, I think he added a little, little spark to that to that dugout buddy when all that went down and it he should have uh, never been thrown out of the game i mean no no he should have nobody been should have had you know if anybody no, garcia was... he should have never gotten maldonado's face like he did and he's a great ball player man he didn't have to do that and no I mean, it it's 50 50 it's anybody's call did he intentionally throw and hit him maybe back in old no. school baseball yeah he would have been pegged for sure after you know showboating like he did when he yeah, hit the three-run homer but hey it, it's baseball i love it it just adds to the right. game they fired us up and we came back and beat them so that's that's all it amounts don't cry over spilled milk it's over and no, done sir with. that's now let's get it done at home we'll be good but no it's that's one of those things i don't know it's, well the I, problem I, we I, have sunday is is the good fromber going to show up or is the uh Exactly. Off the wheels, from we're gonna uh, hit the mound. No. So hey, uh, well, yeah. Hopefully it's a good one. There ain't no doubt about that. But it's all, it's all good. Now, I, I decided yesterday I was gonna go hit them rocks. I was talking about the other day. Yeah, you were talking about that the other morning. How'd you do? Yeah, yeah. One catfish and one little bass. So goofy rascals. I ain't moved up there yet, but that's water temperature's coming on down. It was seventy-five yesterday morning. So. It was, you know, I say everything's looking good anyway, but yeah. it just uh, it really surprised me there wasn't more fish up there than what there was, but yeah, it was running along there square bill and then anyway, so <laughs> jugging them square bills down the rocks, just checking it out, seeing what all was there, and moved to some offshore stuff, and got, you know, chunks of deeper diving crankbaits and things like that, and, and then doing some more drop shotting, so getting it all, getting it all going, trying to figure out What's right. going to do what? But, but uh, everything's still, yeah, everything's moving is what it is. All the bait fish are out deeper, you know. They're still out 10, 15, 15 foot deep out there and, and stuff like that. And there's yeah, just kind of, they're not really bunched up real tight yet, but they're they're getting that way, you know. So there's, there's random groups that are just kind of scattered everywhere. And so it's, it's all good, and I think today I'm just going to go out to Huntsville State Park out there and just see what them them frogfish are doing out there, because I know them them rascals are biting. I've been wanting to catch frogfish for a while anyway. Right. So it's all good. Then I'm going to go Monday. I'm going to go up to Washita. Are you? And go, yeah, she. Why not? <laughs> That's Billy and Bobby Mills' backyard, man. I know it. I That's where know they it. live so, now. Yeah, they I know fish out a lot. 
I guarantee you. So that's, I'm going to go up there and do, do a little bit. I, I went up there a couple of years ago and fished some, but but uh, that was mainly trying to figure out that forward-facing sonar. I went up there with Spencer Sheffield and fished with him. And supposed to be going up there with, with him again, but his truck broke down over there at, at, um, at Mojave at, at uh, that One World uh, fishing deal they had over there. So he's, his boat got left over there. So he's not going not gonna to be making it, so I just go up there and go fish fish around and check it out myself so i like going with these youngsters that know that stuff better than i do you know that's the thing get up there and go fishing with him because he's he knows he he can pick out the size of fish you know he can tell you you know if it's a two pounder or a ten pounder and that's that's stuff that i've yet to quite figure out on the forward facing stuff so that's that's i try to stay in tune anyway but Washita's a big old lake. I want to go see see what all I missed last time. Cause last big, time it was deep, big deep lake and air clear water. I know, I know. It's amazing. The water was clear. It was muddy last time I was up there. So hopefully it's a little bit clearer this yeah, time. Yeah, it won't so. be now. There ain't been any rain for any runoff. No, no. So that's all good. Let's get out there, and I may even try to catch me some of them big old stripers that are up there too. So who I got knows? Them. I know they do. They got a fist full of them. So, so I'm gonna get up there and just like I said, I'm just gonna get up there and I know I'm gonna go crappie fishing for sure. So, and I tried a few of them yesterday. So, I get a few old crappie on Conroe. Just they're being weird. I mean, I can see them down there, but they don't wanna. They don't even wanna play. They don't even wanna act like they wanna charge a bait. So, that's that's just weird. That's all right. I'm gonna try them. Try crappie and hybrids tomorrow. On Conroe, and then, then uh, like I said, I'm thinking about just going to State Park today. That's just one of those things I've had in the back of my mind for a while. Yeah. Been, been threatening to do it, and I just hadn't done it yet. And today just seems like the day I need to do it. So that's what's going to happen. I'm going to go out there and check those those rascals out. I know, I know that top water bite ought to be good out there. That water temperature down in the in the 70s, like it is. So we'll see. Ain't no doubt about it. We're going to definitely see about it. And might even try some of those crappie out there, too. So I know them rascals are out there, and they they bunch up at this time of year pretty good on, on that thing because it ain't but 800-acre pond is all it is. Yeah. So it ain't nothing, nothing real big about it, but there's some big old fish in that rascal. And, and if that grass is out like what I think it's out, I may even do a little punching with some some big worms or even some jigs and drop down there and see if I can't catch me one of the big 10 pounders that's out there. Isn't that, a, ca- isn't, isn't that a catch and release lake? Yes. Catch and release on largemouth, uh, catfish, crappie, stuff like that. You can keep right but on the, on the largemouth. It's all strictly catch and release, but I'll tell you what, it's one of those fun little lakes. Cause it's, it's one of the only places where I've had back to back 10 pounders before. So, you know, and I was flipping that grass with them big jigs and stuff. And there's, I mean, there's some giants out there. It's just not, you know, not a lot of people know about it. So it's, it's one of those things. It's like like Madison, up in Madisonville. We used to go up there and catch nine, nine pounders on pop R's. It's like that was, that was a fun deal, you know. But like Madison ain't a very big lake either. I mean, it's, it is what, maybe 20 acres. 
so it's not big at all. And it, you know, I don't, I don't even know if them big fish are up there anymore. I haven't been there in years, but we used to go up there all the time and just sneak in there and, and throw some topwater baits in the summertime. And it just amazes you how many, how many big fish are in a, it can be in a little pond like that. And then it just, you know, that's just one of those things. Me, I like, I like exploring all these different lakes. It doesn't matter. You know, if it's a hole of water, I want to check it out. And it's uh, no matter what. I mean, it, anybody, I got run off from behind them casinos over there in Louisiana because they told me I couldn't be fishing back there. That's one thing I figured out. They won't let you fish behind the casinos in, huh. in Louisiana. Yeah, they run you off. Hadn't heard that. Went, uh, I was over, I think it's at, at the LaBears is where I was at. And they got a dock out there in the back. I decided I'm going to take me a break walk out there because I brought my fishing gear. I'm always going to have it. Walked out there and started fishing off that dock back there. There little security people come out and said, you can't be doing that. I said, doing what? And I said, they said, fishing. Well, think about I it. Said, if they let you, there, how many people would show up there and do the same thing? <laughs> well, yeah, but, but the thing is, they told me, says, it's dangerous. I said, what do you mean it's dangerous? <laughs> I'm fishing. I said, you're feeding all them alcohol. You ain't feeding me nothing. I'm out here just chucking a lure around. Yep. But oh, real quick before we run out of time, I had a listener text me, want me to ask you about the hybrids. Uh, okay. I think the what he wants to know is how do they come about. Is that a, that's a, a cross uh, the, between white bread? bass and stripers? It is. It's across the rut. And now here's the thing. The palmetto bass, which is a striped bass, or a hybrid striped bass, and the sunshine bass. Palmetto bass is a cross between the uh, the female striper and the male white bass. Now, the sunshine bass is just the opposite. It's a female white bass and a, and a male striped bass. So that's how they're producing them. And they're going to, they, I think I've talked about it before, where they're going to go to, uh, they're, they're changing over to the sunshine bass because the mortality rate's less. Like, uh, you know, I'm not sure on the exact numbers, but I know, like, say, on the, on the uh, palmetto bass, which is, you know, the strain that they've got predominantly right. now is, is like a 25% mortality rate. And that's, like I say, the numbers are off. I don't remember what the exact numbers are. But then uh, sunshine bass, which is the, way, the opposite words of the female uh, white bass and the male striped male, bass, right. their mortality rate is more like the 15% range instead of, yeah. instead of that. So they're trying to make it to where they're, they're more successful at stocking with them. So that's, that's why they're changing it. From the palmetto to the sunshine bass. Gotcha. So, All right, that's buddy. That's what it is. Uh, well, it's time to roll. If somebody wants to give you a call, Richard, give them some info, my friend. All right, Mickey, you want to get in touch with me at 936 661 7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudetx.com or just check out the webpage, fishdudetx.com. All right, bud. Well, hey, have fun over there at the, at the park. Get them. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right, you know it. Right. See you, Richard. Thank you. Right. Later. All right. Now let's go down to Matagorda and check in with Captain Charlie Paradoski. Charlie, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Oh, I couldn't be better. <laughs> At, uh, how about that ball game, brother? 
<laughs> awesome. awesome. That was pretty awesome. good, wasn't it? Man. Man, <laughs> that all 2 is just something else. Yeah, it's, uh, it's you know it's a shame that uh, everybody hates that guy like they do, booing him like they do. They just don't uh, appreciate excellence. It just how do you boo a guy like that? How do you do it? But anyway, those other ball players respecting. I'll tell you that. Yeah, they do. You, you, you can watch him when he gets on base. They come right over there and talk to him. And sure. Pat him on the shoulder and. And he deserves every bit of it, man. It's great. Great. And uh, that little incident there at the, at the end, I think that helped a lot. That uh, It did. That pushed it, it did. over it, the hump. It fired him up, man. They said, no, nah, we're, we're not going to let this happen. Well, and Dusty, too, man. I was glad to see him. I remember him say, he said after the game, he said he hadn't been that mad in a long time. <laughs> he said before years old he better chill out i don't want i don't want him to have a heart attack on us but boy he was yeah. hot i liked when he sat in the dugout and they had to come over there and make him you know get out of the dugout yeah he didn't want to leave he he loves his players man you <laughs> you gotta hand him that yeah yeah plus and who won the other game Arizona came okay, back and won that one. I, I was going to go to bed, and I said, man, i got to stay with this one because I can't stand the Phillies. The Diamondbacks came back and won it. <laughs> awesome. In the eighth inning. I'd rather play the Diamondbacks than the Phillies, I'll tell you that. Well. Let's uh, just hope we can get that far. I just, it's up to our pitching. I know. Who wants to go – so who wants to go play ball in Philadelphia Stadium? Boy, you talk about a hostile environment. <laughs> Good it's, Lord. It's all fun, man. It's all Philly fun. fanatics, man. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, fishing's pretty good over here. It was kind of slow yesterday morning because we had a straight west wind over here. Right. And it was 10 or 12, and uh, – I think that's what turned them off in the in the morning. And then it went dead calm for the rest of the day. So whoever was out there in the afternoon, I know, had a field day. Right. You know, with that low, that outgoing tide like that all day, when it gets lower, those, those redfish are coming out of the woodwork out in the middle of the bay, all over mm-hmm. the bay. You know, I heard you talking to Hillman yesterday, and he found that same school that I did because I saw him on them last year. I know exactly where he was. Right. So it's good. It's good. And the people have come out of the woodwork, Mickey. We got boats Oh, yeah. Hey, fair weather. Here they come. Well, Can't blame them, have... though. It was a hot summer. <laughs> and fishing oh, wasn't that yeah. good to start with. <laughs> it wasn't worth a flip. What are you talking about? They can, it was uh, bad. They can have them a pencil fast now. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they do the right thing with the limits and get it right. And uh, it's just uh, hope the redfish can keep entertaining people. You know, back in the old days, we had big old golden croaker to help entertain people. But uh, yeah, we did. And them big, big croaks and big guff trout. I don't know why those guff trout don't come in anymore. Well, that ought to tell you all you need to know about. Uh, the state of our fishery, you know, as far as uh, 
you know, the environment and the habitat and everything else. We don't have near the croakers we used to have, near the guff trout. I mean, a lot of species are way off. You know, we talk about trout all the time, but there's other species that aren't thriving either. Yeah. And uh, it's not because of fishing pressure, because <laughs> nobody really fishes for those species like they, you know, target trout and redfish and flounder. So it's... uh. Yeah. It, man, it, the other it just thing goes is, so deep. You know, there's just so many variables to, you know, to the, to well, the I, ecosystem that everything's got to click and be in order for, you know, to thrive, and it's just not there. I think there's just a lot of bait fish out there. You don't have, we don't have those shrimp boats out there anymore, you know. Right. Uh, I mean, all that bait fish. Oh, there's a ton of bycats bait. now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I'll tell sure. you what you don't see is uh, mullet runs like we used to have. I mean, no. when you used to could walk down shorelines. You could walk on the mullets. Every shoreline, you know, up here in my bay system, you don't see, you know, you'll see, you'll see a stretch shoreline with a bunch of mullet piled up on it, but you can go the other 90% of the bay and, and don't, won't see that. I mean, that's, uh, that's another factor too. The mullet don't Absolutely. want in here. Nothing else does either. Yeah. We don't see them big giant schools of uh, Jack Cravel busting those mullet like we used to. Nope. A lot a lot of changes, man. It just, uh, you know, these younger guys think we're kind of crazy, but they hadn't been around. They hadn't seen what a real thriving, you know, estuary we, we can have and did have. Oh, yeah. No doubt about that. It's, uh, I guess we're just lucky we got what we got. Got to yeah. figure out how to survive through it. Yeah. Well, it's, In the meantime, uh, keep, keep watching a little baseball. That's it. America's pastime. Yep. Boy, I just think it's all fixing to be over. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do till next year. <laughs> you might have to go back to football. You never know. We'll see. We shall see. No, I was I was having phone problems yesterday. I had no signal. My my bars were saying SOS all day. I don't know. They must have had a tower problem around here or something. That happens. They could have had one go down, you know, a repeater that brings it to you. It, uh, yeah. But we got you this morning. I got your text, and I said, oh. That's when I text you back and said, well, Charlie, you can't be replaced. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> hey, your old buddy Singleton got up there last night. I'd like to see the look on your face when they pinch hit at him from Maldonado. <laughs> oh, but, uh, yeah. Hey, he can't hit, but he sure can. He's got a good eye for the ball. He, uh, he got on a base. He got on base. And what's so funny, I told my wife, I said, after that brawl and everything, I said, hey, this is going to fire him up. All we got to do is get a couple of guys on base for Al Tuvi. If we can get to him, he's going to do it. He's o for four, and he's going to he's going to hit one out. And I'll be darned if he didn't second pitch on a changeup. I don't know why that guy threw that changeup. That's like his number four pitch. Yeah, he did. Though. Right place. I'm glad right he time, did. Nick. I'm glad he threw it. Great game. So we got their big time stopper, and uh, hey, Diamondbacks got got old Kimbrel 
old chicken wing. You know, the reliever that holds his old right arm out looks like a broken chicken wing. Yeah. I'm glad to see him get beat again. That's two saves he's blown. So. <laughs> That's right. It all That's comes right. around. Yes, sir. All right, buddy. Well, somebody wants to call you about coming down and uh, fishing with you and talk a little baseball, how they get a hold of you, Charlie. Cell phone, 713-725-2401. When it's working. a boy. All right, there you man. Go. All right. I'll uh, be texting you tomorrow. Game time. Here we go again. Take care, Mickey. All right. Later, man. All right, it's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.